Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We just form a fucking wall. O'Neal deep on the post, lots of contact there. Oh, what a block by Wallace! What a jump ball! He's down four, 12 8, 7 38 to play the first one. First from Rossi, stuck into the rim! Reggie inside for Andre, and a dynamite dunk! Pistons fans, hello and welcome to another edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast. The whole crew here today, Brendan Johnson, myself, along with Aaron Johnson and Ryan Pay, we're amidst the offseason, boys, and the big free agency moves have started to die down, summer league's over, and it's not like you're looking forward to the draft. So this is where you really start to get into, well, the nitty-gritty of the NBA offseason. So we'll get into some different stuff today, a couple signings, maybe some 2K ratings. Uh, Team USA struggling to keep guys on board, a few more things. But before we get into the talk, boys, how are we doing today? Everybody all right? Yeah, I'm doing good. I mean... The only thing I disagree with you with, which is crazy because you were doing the introduction and I still have to disagree with you, is you talked about the big free agency signings dying down. I'm not sure if you've been paying attention to what the Pistons have been doing, but uh, I wouldn't call that a non-big move. I mean, Brendan, I'm doing okay. I'm not going to fight with you in yeah, the intro. good to see you, Ryan. It's good to see you too. But we are in the dog days of the off season, and... Uh, just hoping for some magic somewhere along the mm-hmm. way because it gets it gets lonely in these offseason times. Oh, for I mean, call a spade a spade, right? I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that the Pistons are making big moves. They've made some moves over the last week, uh, signing both Todd Withers and Dante Hall. Uh, what appears to be like a training camp deal, giving them an opportunity to compete for a spot on the roster. Uh, if they're waived, the drive would have their G League rights. So. Gives them some opportunity to make their way, whether they make the Pistons roster or, you know, if they continue to fight for that spot down in Grand Rapids. But overall, Detroit, couple of signings, both guys that, you know, were on the Summer League roster. Withers, a lot better for Detroit than Dante Hall was through the Summer League. And you have to think he's got a little bit more of a realistic chance to compete for one of those final roster spots. Yeah, and, and I was joking with you, Brennan. These aren't big moves by any stretch of the imagination. Wow, hold on. Do you are you calling our audience like dumb? You don't think they were kidding? <laughs> they know you're kidding. Don't you don't gotta like call them stupid. Like we, I got you. Don't worry. All right. Well, Withers is is uh, the guy that I'm intrigued with here. Shot 57 percent from the field, 56 percent from the three point line in summer league. Average 10 points. Uh, you know, th- three and a half rebounds, shoots the ball, defends uh, at, a, at a decent level. You know, he competes at least. Maybe if he's not the best defender, he at least competes there. Um, and he's a guy that at 6'8 can play both the three and the four. He's still relatively young at 23 years old. So I, I like him. He was productive, and, and he definitely stood out amongst a, a summer league team that was laden with NBA-level guys in Bruce Brown, Steve Luke, and Kyrie Thomas. Withers was a guy that stood out right along with all three of those guys and, and made an, a real impact on that team. So uh, definitely like that signing for Detroit. He's going to fight for that final roster spot with a guy like Christian Wood. Um, you know, I don't know if the Pistons can make wiggle room anywhere else to fit him on the roster. It doesn't really look like it. 
uh, considering their depth chart. You know, the only other guy you can maybe see not being on the team is Langston Galloway, but you're not just going to waive a $7 million contract in Galloway. So he's kind of there until Detroit can move on from him if they deem that's what they want to do, which reports in the past have said that. Uh, but well, this is a guy that I really like. Hall, a guy that I'm not too keen on. Um, he's a good rim protector. He rebounds. You know, he makes his impact primarily on the defensive side of the floor. But offensively in summer league, just really struggle to finish at the rim. And that's a problem because a lot of times in summer league, you're going up against non-NBA level talent, non-NBA level defenders. And Hall still really struggled to put the ball in the basket efficiently there. Just finishing off the pick and roll and lobs and second chance opportunities. And that's, you know, that's a pretty big problem. You know, I think a lot of people compared him to Eric Moreland who kind of got his start back into the NBA when he played summer league with the Pistons. but And even Moreland was very raw offensively, but he was at least completing stuff in summer league. He was still finishing dunks and finishing down low. And Hall's just not there yet. I don't want to say this is a bad signing because it's just getting your G League rights pretty much. At the end of the day, both these guys are likely to not make the roster and they're going to play with the Grand Rapids Drive if they decide to stay in the G League. But... You know, Hall's a, he's a prospect, he's a project, and, and if the Pistons' development staff is, you know, as good as we, we say they are, then hopefully they can do something right with him. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason to not like these signings. They're fine because they're developmental guys who, at the end of the day, in my opinion, are going to be in the G League. I'm intrigued by Todd Withers. Like you said, he shoots well, shoots well from three. That's big. And this type of offense Detroit runs, could he fight for that uh, final roster spot? Sure. Um, but they are pretty uh, pretty log-jammed at the big position, the 4-5, and five, so who knows. Dante Hall, like you said, it's a project. That's fine. I mean, I feel like of anyone outside of Matt Costello, who ended up <clears throat> excuse me, signing in Spain, he's the one who kind of earned this training camp deal opportunity from the Summer League team. I mean, were you going to give it to Jared Utoff? I, I, I mean, could have, but I don't know. So I, I think Costello was probably... Option number one. That's what I said, but he doesn't want to go. He, he doesn't, doesn't want to do that. He to... signed in Spain, probably a good deal for him monetarily. So outside of that, Withers and Hall were the ones who kind of earned it from the from the right. summer league. So I've got no problem with it. They're gonna be on the G League team. Todd Withers is a guy who's intriguing. Dante Hall, it's gonna take time. Well, and just another thing, Aaron, you brought up Langston Galloway for a second. And you have to think. If Detroit had any way to move him, they would have. And teams really must just be against overpaying for his services. Because, you know, you have to wonder at least a little bit, did Dwayne Casey play Langston as much as he did last year to try to increase his value to make him, you know, a movable piece for this offseason, whether it lands a trade, whether it creates some cap space to then... um, you know, maybe make that a bigger play in free agency, whatnot. You have to think teams are just not interested in that deal, um, despite some of the production he gave in Detroit giving him generous time last year on the court. Yeah, well, I, I certainly think part of the reason Galloway was played was to try to build up his trade stock, and I don't know how much that worked. And, you know, I don't necessarily think this offseason that teams are against trading for him. He still has some value, but I think when you look at Detroit's roster, there's just other guys that you want to play. There's other young guys that you want to get on the court. Um, and the thing is, I think there's still going to be a market, and I think there's still going to be a team that wants Galloway. 
now that pretty much everyone has signed. You know, there's not going to be many more free agency signings. And Galloway's going to be a guy that, you know, a team that maybe missed out on a couple shooters uh, and wants to add some shooting to their team. Uh, then maybe a team will call about Galloway and say, you know, can we give you this for Galloway? It's not going to be some haul for him. You're not really, you, might, you might not even get a neutral return. You may end up losing the trade in terms of maybe having to give up a second-round pick to get off of Galloway's deal. But I, I, I think Galloway, there's still a very good chance that Galloway gets moved. I wasn't surprised that it hasn't happened yet, considering everyone's trying to spend their money on free agents and try to find the bargain deals in free agency before they lock in a guy on a $7 million deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement with you. I I absolutely think he was played the amount he was played to try to increase his trade value. But at the same time, I don't think that was only it. He is, or he can, he's a streaky shooter, but he can be a fantastic shooter at times. And I think Dwayne Casey was looking for that off the bench. And there were times when he gave that to him. So I think that's what Dwayne Casey was going for. But like Aaron said, I think you're going to honestly lose the trade. In the Langston Galloway deal, I think you're going to have to give up just some sort of second-round pick just to move him because I do believe he's no longer part of the Detroit Pistons plan, unfortunately. I mean, for him, he's a great guy. Um, he was fun to watch at times, but it's just not not there anymore. His, his fit's not here anymore. There's right. the young guys who are ready to mo- step up, move in, take their turn. Um, but it's... Honestly, if they ride, they might even ride into the season with him for a little bit. Yeah, but I think eventually they will come off that that money, come off that contract. Well, you want to talk about losing um, on a recent episode of a Barstool Sports podcast? You know, Blake Griffin went into some detail that he went zero for three on the recruiting trail in free agency this year. Um, you know, named Jeff Green as one of those you know three targets that he tried to bring to Detroit. Um, is this is this a concern? Is this just uh, you know were they all Jeff Green level guys to where it doesn't really matter, or was he trying for a bigger signing and he swung and missed? I mean it, that's that's a great question. I don't know if any of us really have the answer to that, but oh come on, we'll a, play. We can play hypotheticals you, on why, it. Why don't you be like a random Twitter account with like 190 <laughs> followers? That just goes, report showing Blake Griffin had, what, free agent. Right. I mean, you know, I, I'd like I'd like to hope that Blake was trying to, to talk to some bigger names. Uh, but if he failed, then he failed. Uh, and I mean, I don't know. I, to me, I feel like this happens a lot more than people are, the way people are reacting to it. Like, people have reacted to it in a way that, it makes it sound like Blake is just like this guy that no one wants to play with, and the Pistons are this franchise that no one wants to go to. But at, at the same time, I don't think Blake Griffin is going to impact that much when it comes to a guy like Jeff Green. Like, that's not a, a big name. Aren't they former teammates, though? They're former teammates, but that's a guy that's just trying to like get a roster spot, right? That's not a guy that's going to really change your team all too much. If Blake's missing on some bigger names that were out there, even though there was really no avenue for Detroit to sign them, uh, then, well, maybe it's a different conversation. But at the same time, the Pistons made some good moves in the offseason, and the team increased their potential marginally. So 
it's not the worst scenario. I'm going to bet that these aren't any big names because there was just no avenue to bring someone on right now. I'm going to bet there are a lot of guys like Jeff Green. Um, and I, I the, honestly, I don't think Blake would be talking. I, I don't think Blake would say like a name that wasn't of any value. Like, I, I don't know. Let's say he was recruiting Trey Burke. You know, it's not he was going to say Trey Burke. He's probably going to say the biggest name that he tried to get. And he said Jeff Green. So, I don't know. I just, I don't think it's too much of a story in that sense. You would have liked Trey Burke. I would have. He signed with the, he signed with the Sixers. I, he was, he's, he, he has, he has had. Just so everybody here knows, Aaron's got a nice little Michigan shirt on right now. Michigan um, basketball shirt. And. Just on another side note, it shouldn't um, be the tra- it shouldn't be the Jordan logo. It should be the Trey Burke logo of, uh, shot from when he made that shot against what, Kansas. What year was that? Was that the 2014 draft? 2015 draft? When he was Trey drafted came in out? he was drafted in 2013, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was it 2013? 13. Um. Anyways, I'll still remember Aaron watching the 2013 NBA draft uh, in a hospital bed and down and out. But I still fought. I still watched. And when the Pistons took KCP and not Trey Burke. Like, everybody was like, oh, my God, Trey Burke's there. He's coming to Detroit. This is incredible. And they took KCP. I've never seen just a kid down in the dumps just sink even more down in the dumps. I mean, that was that was utter depression yeah, for I mean, 13-year-old Aaron. You, you'd, think, you'd think someone cutting your back open uh, is, is the worst thing that can happen in a scenario like that. But when a team passes up on a generational-level talent, I think that hurts a little bit more. Well, I mean, yeah, you got doctors coming in. You see this kid crying, and you're like, what can we get you? Like, what do you need? Like, let's pump him with some morphine. And he's like, it's not the pain. It's the Pistons. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I was brokenhearted at the time, too, so I understand his pain. I got a couple couple big Michigan It's not even the Michigan thing. It was Trey Burke had so much potential coming out of college. Yes, he did. And the Jazz definitely and the Jazz was terrible situation. Stifled that. Absolutely stifled that. Detroit would have been such a better situation for him. Really, anywhere would have been such yeah, a better situation for him. A lot of different him. places would have been better. Utah was terrible. And the Pistons took Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Who was the Pistons' point guard at that time? Wasn't it Brandon Knight? Yeah, I think it was Brandon Knight. Yeah, it was. There was just so much potential. This was a player of the year. I mean, just a stud at the college level. I Oh, uh, yeah. He was. And it was tough. The it thing tough. is, now he's playing good basketball. He's yeah. playing really solid now. He's found like, his footing I would have been bit. happy if the Pistons took him that trip to the It took him that trip to the Knicks to yeah, like, well, get out of you know, uh, his funk. Well, when he had to go down to the G League, I think that was kind of a, a realization for him. That, yeah, that kind and, of woke I him remember up. reading a piece about how he talked about how he just kind of lost himself. When he got into the NBA, he lost, you know, I remember him talking about, like, his faith, and I can't remember if he talked about, like, work ethic and stuff, but then he said when he got, when he had to go to the G League to try to fight to play in the league, that's when he kind of realized he was not doing what he should be doing, and ever since, he's turned around, he's been a great scorer, uh, reliable shooter, that's a guy that definitely is now a a talent in the NBA, like, he, he belongs and I would have been happy if the Pistons signed him. I think that's a good I move for been Philadelphia. Mad. I think it late. is too. This I w- late in free agency. Oh, absolutely! That's a really good signing. I yeah. wouldn't have been mad with him as our backup point guard. I mean, I'm higher on Derrick Rose than Aaron is. I don't. I like Derrick Rose for the two year deal. Um, but if it would have been Trey Burke, I would be like, "Hey, fantastic! Let's mm-hmm. ride." Yeah, I could have got down to that. Um, 
But yeah. anyway, we're talking about Blake Griffin, I think, right? We were talking about 0 for 3. Not a big <clears throat> deal at all. I think he was kind of, I listened to the interview. I think we all did here. Yeah. I think he was kind of making jokes about it and kind of making light of it because this happens in the NBA all the time. Guys try to recruit each other to play, and they swing and they miss. And Detroit had no money to play with. I mean, he was not going to Kawhi and those guys be like, hey, come play in Detroit. Because there was no money. Like, not even the interest factor about playing in Detroit. Right. There was no yeah, money. Detroit didn't have a max slot. They had no They were just trying, and slot. it didn't work. They were only going to be able to sign guys to five, six, seven million dollar deals. So, it it's not a big deal. It's not like he was swinging for the fences and missed. It's not that nobody wants to play with Blake Griffin. Nobody wants to come to Detroit, even though Detroit isn't a free agent's free agency destiny and we know that it was just him having some fun for something that happens all the time in the league i guarantee it this is typical blake stirring the pot that's what he does he knows what he's doing the man is very very smart he's an intelligent sir okay an intelligent sir (laughs) he knows how to get the people Going. He does. He's been doing he it all offseason. How to garner Alexa play uh, party rock anthem? <laughs> he, he gets the people going. going. He he literally has been doing this all offseason, and it's a lot of it's been connected with barstool. So it's kind of like a shtick almost with him. It I is. Mean, that's why I'm just not all like, oh my god, Blake can't As you shouldn't to Detroit. Be. It's not like they had. Two max slots to go with him. Right. And already, like, a good young cast is like, wow, we had two good players. We're in the money. And no one signed. Then it'd be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That might be a problem. Detroit had, what, $13, $14 million or whatever to play with? Right. You weren't going to recruit you had anyone $13, million, $14 million, and you had, like, three, four spots you had to fill. So right. the Pistons did everything they could. They did. It was It's a no, it, It's a non-story. It was a fun little joke he played on himself, or, you know, kind of bashing himself in a way. Like, yeah, I couldn't get anyone to come to Detroit with me. Ha, 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 That's ha. just kind of how Blake That's is. That's how he is. I mean, kind of that he's self- a comedian now. He is a comedian. Like, that literally- self-deprecation comedy. That's what he does. He's headlining uh, just for laughs. He's the host in Montreal. Yep. The guy's a comedian. Whoa. He's an actor. Blake Griffin to the Raptors. Is that Blake, what I just heard? Blake to the Raptors. Sources confirmed. Sources, sources tell me Blake Griffin's guys, in Montreal. Get there and he's uh, coming right back. <laughs> yeah. Well, Blake, he's Blake's got a problem in, with Detroit weather at, at all. That's you're going the wrong way. You're going dude. the wrong way, buddy. Sources say Blake's in Canada right now, meeting with Masai Ujiri at a unidentified comedy club. Just a, a very. Uh, Laid back first meeting of the two. <laughs> Blake standing there leads off with, I would never sign with the Raptors as he winks at the crowd. <laughs> Good jokes. Good jokes. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. Not a story. All right. Not conclude. A, no, conclude. Seriously, it's not a not story. A story. Hey. It's, I'm 0% worried about it. Ser- well, and especially if the headline name is Jeff Green. You know? Yeah. Jeff Green's a good, good friend of his. Yeah. Just like Chandler and, Parsons, like I, just like Chandler Parsons is a good friend. Do we really want Chandler Parsons? No. So maybe Blake Griffin also recruiting these guys is a good thing, right? Chandler Parsons and Jeff Green are like two of his best friends in the league, so he's probably recruiting his friends, right? Um, hey, you want to come chill in Detroit? And plus, with me? it took Jeff Green a couple days to sign with the team to agree to terms, 
And he said uh, Jeff Green reached a deal 30 minutes after he reached out to him. So clearly he didn't reach out to him right away. There was something like, oh, he's still on the market. Maybe I'll reach out to him see what's going on. Yeah. It wasn't like Jeff Green was like, oh, Detroit wants me? Screw that. Right. It was, he already had a deal in place. Right. When Blake reached out to him. So it's, don't worry about it, Pistons fans. It's okay. Non-story. Well, Team USA fans may have something to worry about is, I don't know, about every big name is dropping from the roster. Uh, Team USA, a very different look this year. I just want to run through this roster and, you know, I, I we grew up on Team USA with LeBron, Carmelo, KD, Shaq, you know, just Tracy McGrady when he was in his prime, like just studly, studly. You know, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, like you name it, right? Um, and this year, Team USA... Is Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, Andre Drummond, Montrez Harrell. He backed out. Did he back out? He backed oh, out. Oh, so it's not updated on USA. These uh, are just guys that are website. going to camp. So these, these are just guys going to camp. Roster, yeah. an official Wait, roster. so Harrell backed out after he just Last got invited? Night, he, he didn't take the invite. That's wow. what I saw from uh, Shams and Woj. I could have oh. swear that's what I saw. Let's double check. But he's so thankful for the tell, invite, but he didn't tell take Tell me it. if USA Basketball's website's inaccurate on any more of these. I have Kyle Kuzma. Brooke Lopez, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Mason Plumley, Julius Randle, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, P.J. Tucker, Miles Turner, Kemba Walker, and Thaddeus Young. Yeah, it's rough. That's it's rough. like I, I, like this is. I just, still expect them to win. Yes, but man, that's. Well, this tough. is this is just FIBA, so it's not the Olympics where you're gonna get the bigger names. But even with this being FIBA, the USA guys have to kind of notice how many more international players and stars are coming into the NBA. Right. Pretty soon, it's going to be a pretty even level playing field. I don't think this is going to be a walk in the park for, 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 for Team USA. Mm-hmm. Now, some other stars from other countries are sitting. Ben Simmons in Australia. I mean, there's... There's a bunch of other guys, too, that I can't remember them off the top of my head. But still. But this team, there are some good names on it. Uh, no doubt about it. But I'm sorry. Mason Plumley, Daddy's young. Daddy's young. Julie, like, Kyle Kuzma. I mean, these guys just don't don't excite me and, like, don't say, oh, these are these are the guys that should be representing America. Right. I- like Kemba, Donovan play. Mitchell, even Dre. Yeah. Oh, Lopez. Dre. Well, Dre... Dre, you see, that's another thing. Drummond's not, never backed out of Team USA stuff. Yeah, you know he's always been appreciative and has wanted to, you know, participate in that. You know, so he's a top flight guy, I would think. Uh, and you have Kemba. So I would say your five best players are Kemba, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Middleton, uh, Kyle Lowry, and Andre Drummond. Plus, I mean, still you have two pretty respectable guys in Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Too. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's there's other good <laughs> players too. Harrison Barnes, P.J. Tucker, Miles Turner. I love yeah. Marcus Smart. So, I mean, it's still a good team, but it's not a... Heck, it's half the Boston Celtics. It's, it is. Right. But it's just, to me, it's not a Team USA team. It's the Celtics backcourt. Here, okay, yeah, it's not. you're right, Aaron. It's not a dream team. Here's the thing. The first point you made was, it's FIBA and not the Olympics. America will show out for the Olympics. Yeah. So, there's that. The team will come together then. Second, 
we when I feel like when America's on, they've been on this dominance run again, where just no one can touch them. Mm-hmm. Guys, the interest starts going away partly in playing for Team USA for the high, high, high level guys. Um, and then once America loses, let's say America does lose in FIBA here, they don't win gold. Even if it weren't the Olympics coming up, whatever the next Team USA thing is, all the guys will come back to assert America's dominance in basketball. Yeah. But another thing is, the stakes are just so high right now. How can you... I kind of understand how can you put that at risk playing in FIBA. These guys are making so much money now. These high-level guys. Yeah. Why risk an injury? Wasn't it Paul George who got hurt playing for Team USA? Like four years ago, isn't was it he, Paul George? Yes, yeah. He was it the was. one who got hurt. Why, when guys are making that much money or coming into contract years to make that much money, yeah. why would you risk it playing in FIBA instead of going after it in the league for all the money? Trust me, I'm all for playing for Team USA and the pride in your country and representing your country. I don't think there's any greater honor than that. But when the stakes are so high. Monetarily for these guys, how can they really put that at risk? Right. Yeah, no, it's how a fair point. They? I mean, it's a fair point. And a guy like Kemba, Kemba is getting his money, and now he's going to get a chance to shine out. So of course he took the opportunity for Team USA. Makes for sense. guys like that, it makes sense. You know what I mean? You know. But even a guy like Dre, who's got his player option or whatever, like you got a little security. It, yeah, he's got some security to bring in another twenty eight thirty. Brooke Lopez just signed a deal. He's got some security. Yeah, there's security there. When the stakes are so high, I don't think these guys are going to risk it for FIBA. For the Olympics, that's one thing. Yeah. For this. I don't want to say that I understand because I think you should represent for your country and we should send the highest level team and absolutely assert our dominance and show the world you can't play with us in our sport. Um, just like they like to do with soccer for us and right. the men's. The women's, I mean, the women's dominate soccer. But the men, you know, that's what they like to do to us all around Europe. Oh, yeah. So you can't play with us. In America, I like to be like, hey, you can't play with us. This oh, yeah. is our sport. It's us. But, uh, but I understand what they're getting at. The stakes are so high. Right. Yeah, no, you can't blame a guy because, I mean, you go out especially, you're right, going into a contract here and get hurt costs you millions of dollars. Right. Yikes. It's not good. That's a lot of money that you're putting on the line if you tear an ACL or tear your Achilles or break your leg playing in FIBA, in the FIBA championship. Yeah, I get that. I I definitely do. Uh, I just know that... As time goes on, it's going to get tougher for Team USA because there's just so many more international stars entering the league. Uh, but and the thing is, even if they don't finish at the top in FIBA, there's still another opportunity for them to clinch the Olympics. Which, if somehow this team didn't, which they still should, they be absolutely able to should. Do, uh, then you would have to imagine that you know your big names, your Davis, your Harden, your Lillard, they come out and they clinch the spot because. If Team USA basketball didn't make the Olympics, that would probably be the most embarrassing thing to happen in my lifetime. Um, it, there's no excuse, though. There's no excuse. Athletically, that a, would be the most embarrassing thing America's ever had to endure. This yeah. is still a very, you know, it's still a very good team when you look at that, that potential starting five, that, you know, those top six, seven guys. Um, 
So I don't know. And Ryan, you did make a really good point that I didn't really think about with the contract situation. I mean, you look at this roster, and a lot of these guys are enter- going to be entering the first year of their new deal or have a player option or just signed a deal in the previous offseason. So that's a very good point that you made. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm a little concerned by it, but I kind of understand it. And I still know that at the end of the day, Team USA is still and should be better than the rest of their competition for the time being, especially with other countries still kind of dealing with some of the same issues. Oh, no. This is still the best collection of talent going into this tournament uh, for any team. So it's not – I'm not concerned. They should absolutely win. But to your point that you're right, the world is catching up and countries are going to start playing better ball and it's going to get harder for America. And when it does – that's when the best of the best will come back out again. Well, that's the thing. When you get the best of the best out, even if it gets tougher, I, I still think we're a long way away from the United States falling with their best talent out there uh, in the Olympics. When did they fall? In, they won bronze. What year was that in FIBA? Oh, God, I don't know. That was that was some years ago, right? I I have no idea. That What was that, like 20... 20- all I'm saying is, Team USA, Olympic Mellow ain't walking through that door for them anymore. No, so, Olympic Mellow. Uh, oh, Jesus. They, they got to figure it out. Olympic Mellow ain't coming back the same. What them. was that? Olympic Mellow's trying to get into the league. Olympic Mellow. Jeez. Aaron, or Brendan, are you looking that up I'm for trying the to year for FIBA? For Where's they our producer? Bronze. Come on, get our producer on this. Right? I know. Where, where's we're the producer? The, we're here in the at. billion dollar studio with the whole crew around us. Come on, let's get on this. This should have been in our notes you're handing us. You're telling us what to say, you know. I wish we had that. <laughs> well, whatever year it was, 2008, 2010, whatever year it was. It was somewhere 2012 maybe. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that range. I can't remember. Um, but when that happened, that brought out the anger and the embarrassment in, you know, um, USA basketball. And after and that. It should. It, and it absolutely should. So that's. So it's something that we really shouldn't worry about. If they lose, which was it would be embarrassing, it brings out the anger and the disappointment in USA basketball, and then they go and absolutely run train on the Olympics. That's what happened when they took bronze in uh, the FIBA tournament, whatever year it was. I can't remember. We're working on it. We're working on it. Brendan, how is it taking this long? It's taking this long. And then they went to the Olympics the next two years later and absolutely dominated. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm not, I mean, it's, it sucks because you want to see the best of the best play together. But, once again, I don't know if it's concerning, concerning. The, pit, or the Pistons. The United States um, got bronze in 2006. 2006. What a, wow. I was a little off. So, 2006. And in 1998. So twice in my lifetime, yeah, I've gotten bronze. So, and they respond angrily when that happens. It just should never be an issue. Like I don't like. I get beating China or whoever by fifty points is kind of like why am I here? But when you play the big teams, when you play the better international teams, like there's just no excuse. Like Team USA should be the best team on the court every single time, mm-hmm. even with their top three, four best players out. <laughs> Uh, and this year is really it's really bad. It's kind of a problem, but I think they'll still be fine. No, I agree. It's it's concerning, but it's not overly concerning yet. 
At the same time, though, if those con- as those contracts keep going up in the NBA, and that salary cap keeps going up, and the revenue keeps going up, guys are going to back out, man. The stakes are too high. When you have that ability, why would you risk your financial security and future? It's a great question. Yeah, I'm trying to figure when out. You can add generational wealth to your family. Yeah. Generational wealth. It's fair. I just, like I said, I don't think there's any greater honor than putting that USA on your chest, but I get it. That's a lot of money to be putting on the line. Mm-hmm. Selfishly, for the Pistons, hopefully Andre's out there doing some recruiting. Oh, I hope so. Uh, Absolutely. Even though there's not a lot of recruiting to be done with this there group. There really isn't. There really um, is not. But hopefully with the Olympics, maybe Blake will, I doubt Blake will play by the time the Olympics come. Yeah, um, I think he'll be, kind of I be, think he'll be done. Mm-hmm. I think he'll um, be done. But when Drummond and Luke uh, and Bruce and Derrick Rose are all there, uh, they should be doing some recruiting. Oh yeah, all those guys <laughs> hey. are gonna be on Team USA. <laughs> so what was the Christian reason? Wood. What was Christian the reason Wood. that we, we had to reschedule from 2018 to move this to 2019? Because um, it's supposed to be every four years, right? You know? So the last one was in 2014. Then it was supposed to be 2018 in China, and it got rescheduled to 2019. And I'm trying to remember why this happened. Because like the first time since like the 60s that it hasn't fallen in line with like the Olympics, you yeah, know, or like the yeah. Olympic year. You're the one I, that was just doing all the research. I know. I, I will not speculate on reasons. I won't do that because I don't want to start anything. Um, so I'm just going to say I don't know. I remember hearing about this, but I do not know, and I'm not going to speculate. Yeah. But, you know, something we can speculate about, everybody's going off on the latest NBA 2K ratings. Andre Drummond dropping from an 88 in last year's game to an 87 in this year's game. D. Rose getting an 80 overall. Um, just to name a couple of the you know 2K ratings. Um, what did Blake Griffin come in at? 88, I 88. believe. Yeah, 88. Which is also kind of disgraceful. Um, so 2K, they've got a weird, weird rating system. Because I'm not going to lie, when you look at D. Rose and you look at Blake... I feel like there should be more than just an eight-point difference there in their overall rating. Whether it means Blake should be higher or D-Rose should be lower, I'm not sure. Um, but overall, some interesting stuff there. Yeah, it is. Um, I just I try not to get too rattled about 2K ratings just because it's just not worth it to me getting all upset about that. At the same time, I know 2K kind of lowers the ratings at the beginning of the year so that the guy can progress up and, you know, get to a 90, 91 in Blake Griffin's case, and Andre can get to a 90, and Derrick Rose can get to a 74. And oh my Wow, God. really setting low Aaron. expectations. Aaron it's coming in It's a joke. Hot. It's a joke. I'll get every Derrick Rose fan mad at me again. Uh, you know, get Derrick Rose at Your mentions are going to be filled for the next week. Seriously. Even Reg- As they should Roger Jackson's going to come in at like a 78, and that's gonna that's actually going to piss me off. Then in the game, D-Rose is going to automatically right, start right. over yeah, Reggie yeah, Jackson. Yeah. I'm going to have to like change it to Reggie Jackson being the starter. Hopefully, my biggest pet peeve is 2K making these players look not like they're supposed to. Luke Kennard had like brown hair last year and had like the super chubby face. Uh, hopefully, they change that. Um, so hopefully they actually make some of these guys look like they actually look. Um, that's my bigger pet peeve at the end of the day. It's funny, though, because Twitter goes 
insane. Yeah, they do. They go insane over these. I mean, it's ratings. it's full on mental breakdown. I mean, just a complete loss of oneself. People lose their minds over this. And you guys, it's just not that serious. Right. Oh, okay. It's just we, not. Oh, wait. Is this from... I don't know if... Oh, never mind. I thought we had the, the full ratings for the Pistons next year. They're not. We only have Rose, Drummond, and Blake Griffin. But last year, Reggie Jackson was an 80 overall. So if they do what they usually do and, and move a guy down a couple... I mean, Reggie Jackson is going to come in at like a 78... And Derrick Rose is going to have a better overall than him, and I will be triggered. It, it's just not that serious. I get people love the game, and video games are a way of life and a staple and all that stuff, and I get it. Right. But it's just not that serious. Who cares what someone's 2K rating is? Seriously. You're banking on what? What's his name? Ronnie 2K or whatever? A guy who has no affiliation with the league, bank you're banking on his assessment of players. Get out of here. Who cares what he thinks? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, I gotta say on a different, well, not on a different note, but with two K, I don't know. To me, it's just getting kind of, it's getting stale. It is. Oh, I was I was actually gonna bring that. I, up. That's nothing. I haven't played two K in three or four years because it's almost the same thing every time. And it's like you know they try to do stuff with the like my career mode, and you can go be your player and go through the process of earning your spot. But I don't like that there's not like multiple story modes, or that like when you play these story modes, you, you have it for like a year, and then it's like. Okay, you made the you made the league, signed your contract, and you know now it's just it's now it's boring. just playing. Now you're just playing. There's no storyline. Nothing. Like to me, I don't I don't want to play every game. It gets monotonous. I don't want to do that 82 times where I, you know, at least early on, right? You you sit on the bench, you check in, you go off, you check in, you go. Like it's just boring. Like I want there to be real storylines. Like hey, you're in the game, down four, lead the comeback. You know, simulate a few games, big home game versus, you know, whoever, the the Raptors, right? Must win home game. Extend the win streak to five, you know? Play this game. Um, it, it's just stale I just it's thought the same thing I over just, and over. I even thought the mechanics in 2K19 were bad. Like, I felt the gameplay just took a step down from 2K18 uh, and I didn't really love 2K18 either. Um, I think 2K17 was... 2K16 and 2K17 were two years that I played a lot. Uh, whether it was, you know, my park or, or my team. But these past few years, and especially this year, I barely touched the game. Right. And for a $60 commitment, I just don't foresee myself going out opening week, you know, that it comes out and putting out $60 for it. And I still also wish there was like a coach mode, you know, not like the GM mode that's different, like just a coach mode where you had to go through and like call the plays. And yeah, exactly. That'd be interesting. I, I mean, I don't know if I'd love it, but I'd try it out. That'd it, be something new. It'd be something fresh. It, at least yeah, it'd be different, you know. It'd be different. Something. It's just gotten stale. <clears throat> I didn't even get into my career this 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 two K. Like I just I'm not interested in it because the story. I think they're still. I yeah, think it was play last overseas year. And then, well, I don't know if it was last year, or the year before, where there was like 
The sidekick's always really annoying, but yeah. it, it was actually you. It, I could find it if I rewatched Tim Forkin's uh, 2K video. He's posted a bunch of content on his, on his YouTube page about 2K, uh, so definitely go check it out. It's at Tim Forkin TV, uh, but he posted some good 2K videos. And there's just one year where there's just just really annoying sidekick that just completely turned me off in the yes. game mode. Yes. Um, but I mean, now it was like it's like childhood best friend or whatever. I, is that the one we're talking about? There's a couple of them. There's a couple. Where it's of like them. to me, it got annoying. There was oh, like just... friend of freak, and then there was um some some girl that was really annoying. That was the childhood best friend. Okay, I thought they both Who became were, but... like his manager. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. They were both really I remember bad. That. Um, but I mean, you know, even this year, I I didn't I didn't play my career. I always do like a my league just so I you know can play a little bit with different teams and do my own like rebuilds and stuff. And then I just started playing a little bit of of my team because eh, I want to do some content for the Palace of Pistons YouTube page, which you all should subscribe to. Uh, whether you're watching it on YouTube right now or you're listening to it on something else, you should go over to YouTube and subscribe there. But overall, 2K has definitely taken a step down. Um, the community there just isn't all too great, and the sixty dollars for the game and all the in-game purchases to really buy your way up, especially in it's my not career, worth it. it's not worth it. It's really just, it's not fun, it, and I don't, I don't really think there's. I, I definitely think it's decreased in popularity because I, th- I think more and more people are are kind of realizing that. And in all reality, NBA Live is slowly. On the come up, we used to play NBA Live. Oh yeah, NBA 06. Live used to be Amari Stoudemire on the jam. cover. With yeah. the, NBA Live was the game. Yeah, but their gameplay was just so it's bad. Poor. It's poor. They've got to get better. They killed themselves with that. Yeah, uh, but I, I just don't. I think if 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 Live makes some serious serious progressions, Two K is going to have some competition because yeah. I just really dislike the game this year, and I don't know as a consumer. If I'm gonna go out and spend sixty dollars on it, right? I'll probably wait until it's like half off. You're you're talking about that? It's so, it's so crazy to me. Like I just because I haven't played two K in forever, but I did play two K eighteen. That's right. I said three or four years, but I've played two K eighteen. And you're right about how it's sixty bucks for the game, and then you get in the game, and now you got to buy your way up, buy all this virtual currency and everything. So you're spending and spending, yeah. and spending. You're paying to play once you've already bought the game. It's a scam. A scam. You're just spending money on top of money on top of money. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. And again, the game is scam. not that good anymore. Like it's not like new. There's they, no ingenuity. Like it's stale. Like some ga- like it's the same way with different game Madden. Like I was just gonna say these games Madden's maybe doing the same. Maybe thing. need to take a couple. Not that they ever would because it brings in so much money. But sometimes you think maybe these games need to take a step back and take some time off. Like. Not release for a year or two because right, it's just so stale and they need to come up with new concepts and ideas because mm-hmm. it's the same game every year. Which they're not going to do that. That's not a viable option. But I mean, it like but just change it a little bit over it's, time. It's just, like, like not it's even just that the they, same game every year. Not even that the game modes are the same, but the stuff inside the game modes is the same too. Every year in my team, it's three on three, five on five. Weekly challenges that are just really boring and, and minimal. It gives you minimal currency to help your team. It's like there's nothing new to it. There needs to be something new. A coach's mode would be cool. 
finding out some different things to do in my league, letting you control your G League team and actually play with your G League a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be something neat. Oh, yeah. Like, to be able to, like, take the scouting reports and then, like, Go watch a, a go watch like a training session or like a scouting and have to like talk to players and like improve their. It's almost like recruiting free agency. You know, like you see the increase in morale and it's like the increase in interest to where like you know they wanna they might you know they would want to play for you if you drafted them. You know they'd be willing to adapt to your system. They would come in and they'd get a better overall if you increase their morale to a certain level. Things like that. You know, but it also would be realistic. Like, you know, you, you could go talk to the top guy, but just because you talk to him and he has a high morale doesn't mean he'll be there when you draft. Fix, or... fix your game so then I can care about your ratings. Like, I just don't even care about the ratings because I'm just not all too interested in the game. It's a it's a stale game with bad ratings. I mean, that's it. That, that's all it is. And people are going to flock to buying it and complain about the ratings you got to understand the whole product is just stale and But you can accept that, yeah, that it's like... It's underwhelming. Absolutely. And so, I, people have caught on. And people, people finally, finally on. people are catching on. There's, just, they still like to play it. They still want to be able to play Ronnie, it. Ronnie 2K is going to unsubscribe from the podcast at the end, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Yeah. Well, NBA Live, you want to sponsor the show, just uh, yeah, NBA let Live, me know. Bro, we're open for business. We've been, we've been kind of... Talking you up this entire episode, so you want to maybe throw us a bone here, you know you know how to reach out to us. Well, if you don't, on Twitter at Palace of Pistons, uh, obviously our, our iTunes, uh, SoundCloud channels, right? You know, Maybe some of you right now are even listening on YouTube. If you haven't done it yet, go subscribe to that YouTube page. That's huge uh, for us. We need you to subscribe on YouTube. A lot of you guys are not subscribed. That's got to change. We need you to support us on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Yeah, just click the button. That's all. It's nothing too hard, and it would be a big, big help for us. So, And not to be the guy that's like, man, if you subscribe, you really help the cause. We appreciate you. But, like, on a serious note, it does help. So, you know, if you're willing to take that couple seconds, hit subscribe. You know, we have good content, but we're not killing you with content where it gets annoying either. I think we've got that right mix. So, um, hit the subscribe button on YouTube, on iTunes as well, and uh, you know check us out on Twitter. Aaron, you can follow him at A Johnson NBA. Ryan's at Ryan Pay. Myself at Media Brendan. Um, and let us know again as always. You know, there's stuff you want us to talk about. Let, let us know. Comment on the uh, comment on the tweet of the pod. We're, we got Facebook going as well. Check out our Facebook page. Let us know. We're happy to hear from you guys. We're happy to talk about the content you want to hear. And before Brennan signs us off for the week, just one more thing. The website, palaceofpistons.com, our home base. We got some great stuff coming for you guys. I truly do mean that. We have some new people joining the team. Eyes emoji. Uh, So so keep your eyes out for that. We're going to have some stuff coming. But we're excited. We're going to keep putting some stuff out there and – you know, we love the support we're getting, so keep it going. I think, Aaron, my career goal has become this. I want to be able to tweet just the eyes emoji and everybody to be, like, freaking out. <laughs> that is my goal. Hello, Blake Griffin. That is my goal. I want to get to, like, a, just another, like, Thursday for Blake Griffin. That's what I want to get to. So, with that, thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next week here on the Palace Pistons Podcast.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.